Welcome to our podcast today on Small Business Horsepower. Small Business Horsepower podcast hosted by Podbean. You can find it on Spotify, Pandora, Google, Apple Podcasts. Tumblr, and you can find it on our website at smallbusinesshorsepower.com. I am really excited for today's guest. Today, we have Aaron Sean Harper with us, and you're going to love this. He played professional football. We're going to get to that. In fact, I'm on a high right now because I've been following the Jets since 1973, and even they won when I was there last Sunday with a new coach and a new quarterback and a winning attitude. And we're going to talk about that winning attitude with Aaron Sean Harper today. Aaron, welcome to our podcast on smallbusinesshorsepower.com. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm really amazed that you are a long, hard Jets fan. I live in San Diego, and minus the divorce papers, I go three three times a year and try to sell the rest. I'm a fanatic, and uh, we finally got that win versus Tennessee on Sunday. You know what is so amazing? When I was growing up, I was a diehard Cowboys fan, except for one player that played for the Jets, uh, number 99, Mark Gastineau. Man, I love that dude. Oh, yeah. The New York Sack Exchange, Abdul Salam, Joe Klecko, Mark Gastineau, Marty Lyons. What a foursome that was under Walt Michaels. But I still remember A.J. Dewey in the Orange Bowl in the slush going down the sideline to kill our dreams. But anyway, let's get to this. I was listening. I was so amazed. I listened to you on another podcast. And before we get to your football career, I want to start when you were a kid because you were talking on another podcast about when you were in second grade and, you know, how that was in Columbus, Ohio, in all this about the teacher and disabilities. Can you get into that? Can you start with that story? That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for doing your research. You know, a lot of times I do these podcasts and, you know, they have no idea who I am. So it is really cool that you, in fact, taken a little bit of time to understand whom you're talking to and to set this up for your audience. But to your story, um, I remember standing in the first grade line, like the first day of school and in the second year. Well, for the first year, first grade, and I'm going into the second grade, but the teacher pulls me back into the first grade line. And she's like, you have to repeat the first grade. And I remember feeling so small, so embarrassed. In fact, the kids looked at me, you know, and one by one, they pointed, Sean, you failed. Sean, you're stupid. Sean, you're dumb. And I had to carry that. And I struggled educationally. Now, this was before they had, you know, all the all sorts of, you know, different strategies and learning techniques. It was just either you had it or you did. And all the other kids were, you know, reading and progressing, you know, quite well. And I, you know, was really struggling and coupled by the fact that we were raised extremely poor, you know, one of six kids, my mom raised all six of us by herself, you know, leaving high school with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, nine on my ACT. And that was embarrassing. Being kicked out of a couple of schools for disciplinary issues, documented with four to five learning disabilities, told I would never amount to anything. In fact, I remember having two conversations with two school officials. One was a football coach, not my head coach, but a coach, and one was the guidance counselor. The guidance counselor told me, forget about college. You'll never make it in college with these grades. You don't have what it 
it takes. And the football coach said, you know what? Let's shoot for a smaller school because you are deaf. He laughed. He said, you are definitely not Big Ten material. And I remember him saying that. I told him I wanted to play for a Big Ten university. He said, it would never happen. It, it will never happen for you. And I you know I leave high school to 1.62, as I mentioned, and I go off to a junior college in Mason City, Iowa. Yeah, let's talk about that, that Mason City, Iowa, because I was listening to the podcast and you were talking about, you know, the, the, the profile of that town and how you felt going into a place where there were very few African-Americans and, and how you adjusted and adapted yourself to that. That was an amazing story, what you got out of that. Yeah, you know what? It was really interesting. First of all, people are people, but there's different cultures, different lifestyles. And I think, honestly, looking back on that, that was probably one of the greatest contributors to my win in life because leaving Columbus, the inner city, and I'm basically in the country. I'm in the cornfields of Mason City, Iowa, like 26,000 blonde hair, blue eyes. Everyone's last name is Schneider. Like I'm in the middle of the coming. I mean, this is like I'm in little Germany, right? And it was a totally different mindset, totally different just approach to life. And I had to make a decision. You're right. I can either, you know, grasp to what I know or to get to know new things and new cultures and new just approaches to life. And I I was able to make that adjustment. It took some time, but I was able to make that adjustment into that actual culture. They welcomed me with open arms. It was a blast. You know, I, you know, I learned things like, you know, like all the corn you see that you can't eat, right? And fishing specials like Jimmy Houston and Bob Vila and all that. I had to watch the craziest Saturday morning shows, but you know, sometimes you just got to get out of yourself. You got to get out of your environment. You know, you got to get out of what you're familiar to. You got to be uncomfortable because if you're not careful, your comfort zone will become your casket. You have to fight being comfortable. Okay, there's no such thing as being comfortable as a winner. And at that junior college, the second year going into that junior college, I made a decision. And the decision was, I'll never be successful according to the world system. I don't have the grades. I don't have, I have nothing that the world says you need to be successful. I mean, I stuttered. I mean, I still stutter, right? But I said to myself, I can win. And the moment I said I can win, it activated something deep within me. It activated my DNA. And I made a decision that I am going to win in this game of life just like it's football. And the moment I said that, everything began to change. And I went from sitting on a bench at junior college to ultimately being inducted into the Junior College Hall of Fame, full scholarship to Indiana University, draft day, playing uh, seven years professional football with the Rams, Colts, Houston, and over in NFL Europe. That is an amazing story. I mean, going from Columbus, inner city, Mason City, Iowa, and then making your way through the Big Ten to the pro game. That's what it's all about. And I see here that you had a security firm, American uh, Service Protection. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, how did you transition from football to the corporate world and to build a business? What was that like? What did? Yeah, so, you know, it was tough. It was extremely tough for me at first because I'm coming from an athletic world. And then, you know, being in a athletic world, everything is defined. 
Okay, this is the win. This is the loss. This is the expectations. Let's go, baby. You know, everyone has a similar temperament. Everyone knows where they're going. Moving into corporate America, it was tough because there's different temperaments, different personalities, different approaches, different mindsets, uh, different achievement ideologies. It was really tough until probably uh, about a couple years in, you know, I begin to study people. I begin, you know, just really analyze people. And I realized that this, that that the secret to the game in business and in life is to know more about people than you do yourself, other people, and know what makes them tick, know what makes them excited, know what makes them upset, depressed, angry, how to get the best out of everyone. And once I begin to understand that, understand different temperaments, understand different personalities, understand different approaches, reading books like how to win friends and influence people, my wins went through the roof. That's great. And then you've got a book yourself, The Winning Edge, The Eight Principles That Will Bring Out the Winner of You. Tell me about that book and, and those eight principles. Yeah. So people begin to ask me, they're like, okay, Sean, you've gone to a whole new level. Like you've been in business for almost 20 years. The average lifespan is, you know, five years, according to the SBA. You've been, heck, you've been married for 22 years. Average lifespan of marriage is, you know, five, seven years. Okay. You played professional football. And the average lifespan in the NFL is two years and you're a motivational speaker and you've had an uncharted wins that we won't even talk about. What is it? What are you doing different? And I learned a long time ago, just to kind of digress, my mom taught me a valuable lesson. And the lesson that she taught me was, is that son, you always give. Now we didn't have nothing, but I watched my mom give $20 a month to World Vision. She would give $20 a month to feed the poor, feed the Ethiopians, feed the Jews all over the world. She would just give, 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 give. Then I realized that around this world, there's a spiritual world. And in the spiritual world, this was spiritual laws. Now, here's the downside. It doesn't matter if you know the laws or not. If you don't know the laws and you break them, you're going to get a ticket. You're going to hurt. The law will break you. Just like if you're driving down the street going to 80 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone and you don't see the sign, doesn't matter. The cop is going to give you a ticket, if not worse. Okay, so check it out. There are laws. And so I just started just writing down a few laws that I use to become to actually win in life. The law of capacity, the law of 212. And, you know, you can get the book. In fact, I'm going to give you a link how to get it for free. OK, because I love emerging business owners and I want you guys to win or girls to guys and girls to win. And so basically this book is just a just a combination, a listing of about seven to eight laws that I use and that I live my life by. That is great. I like one of the things I saw, but I want you to talk a little bit about it because I found it very interesting. You wrote, your attitude determines your altitude. Tell me about that. Yeah. Another one of the things I've learned about winners is that they maintain that positive attitude, that positive mindset. Now check it out because all thoughts, all thoughts, when it gets into the heart, when you begin to ponder on it, it creates a vibration, okay? And having a positive can-do attitude, that attracts more opportunity and wealth and just all sorts of wins into your life. I remember playing for the Colts 
And I had a roommate in camp. His name was Zach. And Zach, you know, we're sitting down, you know, and, you know, we're ready for lights out. And, and he just says, I don't know how he knew I was awoke. He said, Sean, I'm going to start this year. And I kind of laughed to myself. I'm like, bro, you're not starting. You know, you got Roosevelt Potts in front of you. You got Lamont Warren in front of you. You got Clifford Gross in front of you. You got Marshall Falk in front of you. You're not playing this year, third of rookie. He says, Sean, I'm playing this year. I said, we'll see. And he carried that positive attitude. And uh, I think about the fourth or fifth game, he was starting. I mean, he was on the field playing with 95 and 96. And I saw Ted Marchabroda. I played for Ted Marchabroda and I played for uh, for Lindy Infante, Jim Harbaugh. And then as I was leaving, this a rookie named Peyton Manning was coming in. But I saw that winning mindset and I saw what it can do. And that kind of just really just kind of jolted me a lot. I mean, think about this, right? Like you understand football. Think about the positive attitude of the 85 Bears singing the Super Bowl shuffle before training camp even started. Like who does that? Like who says I'm going to win a Super Bowl before the season and do it? Right. And that leadership from the top, you know, maybe Buddy Ryan was the great defensive guru and all of this stuff. But Mike Ditka, you have to give him credit. He set the tone. He set the tone. Okay. I tell you what then. So we just mentioned the 85 Bears and that's kind of far, you know, like there's some people are like, yeah, you know, that's 20, 30 years ago. Okay. So how about this quarterback leaving a Super Bowl team, going to another team that doesn't even make the playoffs, keep virtually the same coaching staff, adds maybe two or three players from that team that doesn't make the playoffs and takes that team to the Super Bowl. That is Mr. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I was listening to him on that show he has now with Jim Gray, and he says, I landed at 5 o'clock in the morning in Tampa. Then Jim Gray goes, well, Tom, um, let me ask you a question. I'm referring to Tom Brady. He says, Tom, um, when I called you to get ready for the show, why were you in the gym in the afternoon after you just told me you landed at 5 o'clock and you got really banged up in a physical game the night before? And he said, that's what I do. That's my job. That's my routine. That's how I go about it. That's how I get ready for the next week. I've already forgotten about the last week. I mean, I'm listening to that and I'm thinking just even in business, like you can use some of these principles correct you well, actually it's the same and i don't know why society has separated it like okay this is business and this is sports it's the same thing and that's kind of what i speak about when i travel and i do corporate events it's like guys it's the same it's the same at a certain level it all it's all the same game like you can't tell a multi-billionaire to be successful he's already or she's already successful at this point they want to win mark cuban wants to win and the challenge is is that when you filter down and you get all the way to maybe mid management and under they teach another game and that game's called success and i don't have time to really get into all that right now but it's a different game yeah and um a couple other things that I really found interesting, a line you used on another show that I really uh, found very, very interesting. You said, um, people are born individuals and they die copies. I really was thinking about that, but I wanted you to expand on that a little bit there. So individualism at a young age is practically sometimes literally beaten out of you. You are taught at a very young age to be conformist. I, you know what? One of the saddest moments, I have, an, I, have, I have an amazing son. Man, he is just, he is just amazing. And we homeschooled him 
And it's, you know, and it almost brings tears to my eyes right now. We homeschooled him to the fifth grade and we put him in school. And I don't know how he knew this, but he came home one day, he was crying. I'm like, son, what's wrong? He said, dad, they're beating the individual out of me. They're making me into a robot. Oh my Lord. I just said, oh my God. I said, oh my God, you're right. He said, dad, don't let him do this to me. And I was like, son, it's okay. I already got you. You're in the fifth grade, you're nine, 10, your self-concept, your temperament, your personality, it's set. Whatever they're trying to do to you, it, it will come back, son. In fact, once I finish this, I'm going to call him and be like, because he's in college at Kentucky now. I'm going to call him. And, and so I'm going to call him like, son, remember that? I said, now it's time for you to bring it back. Call him back. Call that boy back. He's in you still. Wow. And you also said like people's opinions like become your reality. So how do you, you have to what tune out that noise? Is that what it is? Or how, how do we deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. You see, you got to listen to that inner voice. You got to listen to that inner drive in you. It's so much deeper than people's opinion. I like to use the word or the phrase locus of control, but that's sort of something else. But when you are void of a identity, then you seek to develop an image. And the crazy thing about image is that God didn't call your image. God called your identity, who you really are as a person. But sometimes the world will attack your identity in hopes that you will develop an image. Now, image is external, identity internal. But now since you're identifying yourself from the external, whoever now has power over the external has power over you. And so we are allowing people to destroy our image, which we think is our identity. And that's horrible. Wow. How do you empower these business people here for our listeners by how do you achieve that winning mindset? You have to be, well, I don't want to say you have to be taught that. You have to uncover that because everyone is born a winner. Every single person, you're one to two to three million sperm cells. You're the one that fertilized the egg. You were born to win. Your entire being is centered around winning. This is why we spend billions of dollars watching shows or football games. And we spend billions on gambling because we are created, whether it's the daggone dopamine or, or just the excitement behind it. It's centered around goals and winning. That's how we're created. Well, you won in the game of football, then you won in the game of business. You've coral, you know, you've parallel the two, but now you're playing. Let me ask you a question. I just thought of this. Like when you get to the NFL, every player is good, right? I mean, you listen to these things and say, well, in college, one guy was much higher than the other guy in a talent. But when you get to the pro game, it says everyone is the best in the business. So when you were on that field, I just have a question there playing for the Colts. How do you see the top guys separating themselves from the next guy? Because I was listening to the Jets coach yesterday and he says, everyone is just at the pro level. There's very slight separation between the top guy and the next guy. Do you see that as a physical ability or that mental ability? So at that level, it's really hard. But what happens now is that you have to create distinction. You got to create the edge. So I'll give you an example. There's a guy who played 20 years, probably the best offensive lineman ever. His name was Jackie Slater. And I would watch Jackie. And I studied. I actually studied Jackie, right? I just This guy was amazing. So he would make me. 
and I'm using the word make, make the rookie go outside with him 15 minutes before practice every day. And we would hit the bag and he would jog through the ropes. And it was funny. He was crazy because he was trying to teach me, but I didn't see it. And he would 15 minutes before every practice, he, he would jog through the ropes, hit the bag. I would hold the bag. I would carry his water. And then after practice, maybe the second or the last sprint, he would outrun everybody. And I realized, you know, years later, he was operating in a principle that's in my book. He was operating in the 212. Water is water at 211 degrees. At 212 degrees, water boils and boiling water has changed the world. He was operating in the 212. Is that he's doing a little bit more than anyone else is doing. He's doing just a little bit more every single day. A fraction of an inch more turns into a lot in in a year. And that is a, a law that he was operating in, which allowed him to play 20 years. Wow. So that is that separation between the guy or lady in business also who really wants it over the other person, because that's what that winning edge is, right? Well, I really want to thank you today for coming on our podcast at Small Business horsepower.com. Before we go, can you tell us, you know, where people can find you, your book, your profile, your website, etc.? Yeah, so you can go to seanharper.org. That's my website. Or you can go to any search engine, type in Sean with a W, Sean Harper. Or you can go to Sean Harper Speaker on Instagram. Okay. And where can they get the winning edge? You can get the winning edge on Amazon. But if you go to seanharper.co, seanharper.co, you can get a free download copy of that book. A digital copy. It's yours. Why? Give us one thought that I really like talking to you about football business. Give us one thought for our listeners today on smallbusinesshorsepower.com. By the way, we've been speaking to Aaron Sean Harper, who played for the Colts and some other teams, developed a good business, and now is a motivational speaker. Give us a one leaving thought that will leave our listeners and give them a chance to win in their business? Yeah, this is one that just came to me too. It was crazy. It came to me like last week. You know, all the crap that you're going to or all the crap that you're going through, all the adversity, all the struggles. Okay, listen, it's not crap. It's fertilizer. It's fertilizer. You know, crap stinks, right? But they put it down and it makes a seed grow. It's not crap. It's fertilizer, and you will rise up and you'll grow stronger because of it. Thank you very much for coming on our program. We hope you'll come back and talk to us on Small Business Horsepower. Thanks so much. That's awesome. Thank you for having me.